Hey, hey, friends. I'm so excited for this episode with my girl, Kendall Rabowski. We talked all things mom life, career choices, fitness, with a heavy focus on doing things that just make you happy, regardless of what anyone else has to say about it. Kendall went from teacher to business owner and leveled up her life 10x in the last three years and has so much to say about leaving excuses behind to get the most out of life. Enjoy. so excited that you're here yay I'm so excited to be here thank you thanks for giving me your afternoon of course so I really wanted to talk to you because I have been inspired by watching you kind of really put your life out there as far as what's important to you as an individual Mm -hmm. um, as well as celebrating your family your spouse and all of these other things Mm -hmm. but I think For me, as a new mom, Mm -hmm. watching another mom prioritize her needs, her goals, Mm -hmm. and put it out there has been a lot of fun to watch. So um, I'm excited to, you know, get to know you a little bit better and kind of run through, you know, what makes Kendall go. All right, let's do it. So I want to talk a little bit about your career background first. Okay. Because that's the first time I really was exposed to you making kind of a big change that you put out there on social media. Mm -hmm. So why don't you tell me a little bit about, um, you know, kind of early, like early career, Mm -hmm. out of college Mm -hmm. choices and why, why it led to where you are now and kind of walk me through your timeline. Okay. Um, So in school and college, I was thinking I wanted to be child psychologist like I wanted to help kids in some capacity and then all of a sudden I was like you know what actually helping kids I should do marriage counseling because like who f's up kids are their parents right so um my parents got divorced when I was really young I was two so I don't remember that but then after that they each got married and divorced multiple times um so I would say that is just like what I know Mm -hmm. um and I wanted to help kids, right? So I, at the time, and I, this is so against everything I believe in now, but at the time I was like doing math in my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, by the time I finished the getting that and doing my practitioner hours and all these things, I'm going to be 34. By 34, I should be married and have like whatever, right? So I was like, okay, what can I do to still help kids but not spend 7,000 years in school and 7,000 hours after that to get your license. So I was like, I should be a teacher. I can be with those kids more than their parents can. And I'm probably then going to be able to help kids that really need help because kids who do need help, like you have to have nice parents bring you to a therapist, right? Like I'm going to get the kids that are like not getting fed dinner and, you know, because they have to come to school because it's against the law for them not to. So anyway, went into teaching. I love teaching still Mm -hmm. to this day. um, I was so lucky I got to teach first grade and that's such a great age. Um, And then during COVID, when school shut down, we were having like Zoom conversations with these kids and it was like heartbreaking Mm -hmm. because I was like, this is wrong. Like we need to be in the classroom. Um, I was like on every quote, like Zoom meeting with my staff being like, this is open the schools, right? Um, Didn't happen. I just feel like that changed me a lot. Um, I was kind of like, okay, if this is teaching, I'm not a teacher. Um, So at that time, I had started a part-time like side hustle, if you want to call it, of interior design. Um, And it actually, in a way, like 
made it so I could spend more time on that because I was home. Granted, I was drowning because I had both my kids. All, my husband was gone, all this stuff. Um, but when schools reopened and we went back, I got to have a conversation with my husband of like, do I like stop this and jump into interior design full time? I can be in charge of my schedule. I can be in charge of who I work with. I can be in charge of everything. And I've never had that before. I was a slave to the bell, right? Like mm-hmm. you show up at school at this time, lunch is at this time. Um, so now you can always go back, right? So like, I was like, I'll try this. And if it doesn't work, like I hate when people are like, oh, failure. Like, are you scared of failure? I don't even like, if it just doesn't work, then you go back to teaching. Like no harm, no foul. Um, But it's great. It's it's changed so many parts of my life um, and helped me realize things that I didn't even, when you're in something for so long, Mm you don't even realize the things that are happening around you. And it made me so cognizant of like my community and who I am around now on purpose because I still like run into people sometimes and right away when they like start talking to me, it's so weird. It's like I feel this like energy system in my body. This is going to sound psycho, but (laughs) I feel like a ping of like ickiness. I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, you're already complaining oh my gosh, you're already a victim. Like you're all, and I, I listen, teachers are God's gifts. Like they are great, but it naturally, like you're in your classroom alone all day. Like, yes, you have the kids, but you have no like adult feedback and no adult person telling you like, no, wait, that's wrong. Granted also, teachers are not getting paid. We all know that. They're not getting paid what they should. So by nature, you kind of like develop like a callus against like, I'm doing all this amazing work every day. One, no one's seeing besides these six-year-olds. So you're never even getting like a pat on the back that you would normally get like, damn, Chelsea, you just like kicked ass in that litigation. Like, great job. Um, You're never getting that, which is fine. You don't, you shouldn't, you should clap for yourself. But I don't know. Anyway, the negativity that I didn't even know was a thing until I left um, has been so wild. And that alone has been like a breath of fresh air. Again, nothing against teachers. Let me be very clear. And as I'm going to actually probably have so many people mad that I'm saying this about teachers. Like only teachers are going to be mad. And I get it. You can come at me. <laughs> but it's the truth. Not for all. Never all. Um, but a lot. It's just the culture. Yeah, and I don't think you're generalizing from uh, about all teachers in general. I think it comes off very clear that this is your experience. Yeah. And this is what you um, realized stepping yeah. away. So, I mean, that's how I'm sitting here listening, taking it. I yeah. don't think that, you know, being in that type of environment, knowing that they're bottling all these outside things they can't control. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people thrive in it, I'm sure. Yeah. And some people don't. Yeah. And so I, I'm I'm only taking it as your experience yeah. and what ultimately you were able to look back and see was impacting you mm-hmm. once you were outside of it. So yeah. that's how I'm taking it. Yeah. Yeah. But. Well, so yeah, that was my change. Um, so now I do interior design full time. It's great because I'm like in charge of my schedule and I have um, two amazing girls that work with me. We get to like make connections with our clients. Um, so it's great. What have you experienced in the last, let's say, three years Mm -hmm. that you don't think you would have been able to had you stayed teaching? Oh, uh, I don't want to say everything, 
because I don't like these like always comments, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot. Um, I think like making that choice started with like betting on yourself, right? Like, and not the way you frame a shift, right? Like if we can learn anything from Beyonce, it's like you can reinvent yourself at any day, any time. And it is okay. Like, why is there shame? Like tomorrow, if I said, I want to go be like a bean farmer, I better have my crew being like, fuck yeah, you're going to make the best beans ever. Like, why is there any like shade or negativity on like changing your path? Um, Especially if it brings you joy. Like if it's keeping you happy and healthy, who cares? Anyway. um, So... What has that, how has that impacted me? Giving me time that I can schedule into um, still take care of my kids and family in the way that I need, but then also schedule that time and make that time for myself because mm-hmm. um, I just didn't used to. Right. Yeah. And so let's talk about your family a little bit. Yeah. You have two beautiful children. Why don't you Thank tell me you. a little bit about them? Um, almost five which is crazy and my daughter just turned seven so first grade and preschool um my husband who you know that's Mm -hmm. how I know you um and yeah we're pretty basic I don't know (laughs) um I feel like you get in life like everything happens for a reason Mm -hmm. right and I think it's funny because I mean I don't know and you can you could tell me I don't really go ask people what their opinion of me is because I feel like it's not my business to care what you think about me but I would assume that like the perception is like you're going to create these kids that are like don't let anyone talk to you like that when you're feeling weak you go out like you go do this blah 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 but it's funny because my kids are so shy Mm -hmm. and so scared to do any like new activity they are very quiet (laughs) like so I feel like um you get what you need so I'm trying to meet that I mean trust me I've gone through lots of different routes and approaches like you get on that soccer field right now um or to I don't care whatever I don't care and so it's interesting like my kids are teaching me something new every every day do you think their personalities mirror more traits of your husband or more traits of of you that either you had as a child but maybe you don't hold now where do you think it all comes from um we joke that my son like is my husband Mm -hmm. like very quiet goes with the flow um is nice to everyone um just like a sweet little muffin and that's very much my husband and my son um was used to not say any words and my mother-in-law's like yeah neither did Billy like what are you talking about he didn't talk ever um still to this day I'm like oh my gosh you just talked to me at dinner like let's go keep it going (laughs) um oh my gosh yeah and my daughter is when it's just us she's me in like a in a stubborn form and stubborn, and I look at it, like, two ways. Like, half the time when she does something, in my mind, I want to, like, fist bump her and be like, yeah, girl, don't, don't, like, you stand up for yourself. But I'm like, can you wait until you're 18? Like, mm. no, don't do it now. <laughs> so I'll just turn to Billy, and I'm like, you're on. I'm out. Because her and I, like, I can't battle my, like, I'm never going to win against myself, if that makes sense. So, like, she says something, and again, I'm like, that was a good one. I should have thought about that. But... I can't go back. Like, we'll go back and forth until one of us is in the grave. So it's already starting. She's seven. Mm. It's wild. I was an only child. So mm-hmm. I feel like 
only children, you're kind of like, don't know where you fit. You don't know, like, you don't have any peers kind of telling you, like, a siblings will be like, go brush your hair. You look awful. You can't go to soccer like that. Yeah, they'll check you. Yeah, and I never had that. Yeah. So I think I took, I was quiet. Yeah. And what's it, uh, so I have one daughter, she's 18 months and we're not having any more children. So she's going to okay. be an older uh, only child. Yeah. And so I'm, it's always interesting to talk to different people who mm-hmm. have different experiences being an only child mm-hmm. and have multiple children of their own Yeah. because they see those things yeah. in their children that they didn't experience. Yeah. So I, I'm the youngest of three, my husband's the youngest of three, and yeah. then we have the one and so we have the sibling perception right. in the same way. And we sit here and go, ah, she'll be fine. Mm-hmm. She'll find friends. She'll mm-hmm. make friends. She has cousins. But yeah. it's funny that you pointed that out because I, I definitely think talking to people that I know, it does make a difference. Watching your children grow up, whether you were a sibling or an only child, mm-hmm. it, I've, I've seen it impact at least, you know, friends that I've spoken to. So it was interesting yeah. that you brought that up. Yeah. I don't know any different. Yeah. And she's just going to have to figure it out. Yeah. Well, the way that they like the physical, like my daughter, granted she's the older one, but she'll just like check my son, like body check him just into the wall. And I'm like, damn girl. And then he just bounces up and moves on. I'm like, okay. So that's how you just learn that. If someone had done that to me, like growing up, I would have been probably a mess. I would have been like, oh my God, this kid just like rammed me into a wall and I fell down. Like, and it would have been this whole situation. And he instead just gets up and moves on. Like, what a great life skill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they. I was reading an article. I don't know where it was. Um, must have been a couple of days ago. Talking about like rough play yeah. is so important for young kids. Yeah. And so many people shy away from it because yeah. they don't want kids to either take it on as being violent or anything like that but it's not doesn't actually have that same effect it's Mm -hmm. more body understanding like boundary understanding Mm -hmm. what kids will and will not let you do but rough play is actually one of those things that um can impact that i had no idea i wouldn't have known it's not like i investigated all this before you actually become a parent you wait you wait you're you wait until you're in real time trying to figure it out yeah i remember my mom actually telling me what she told me one time like oh i she took me like a child therapist one time after one of her divorces, right? And was like, I just wanted to make sure you weren't like, like there was nothing you needed to like tell this person. Anyway, she, I was like, so, and what they, what they say? And she's like, basically the lady just said like, as an old, like just a uh, rough house with her a little bit more. I was like, that's a weird like di- quote unquote diagnosis or whatever. And they're like, yeah, she needs like, she doesn't have a sibling to like talk to about anything that is happening in the house or whatever. Like, let her express or do whatever that way. Mm. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe there's something behind that. Yeah. Um, So if you could summarize maybe a couple family values that you and your husband have tried to instill for your children, for your family, Mm -hmm. not anyone else's family, but like what for the four of you, what are some of the values that you put some emphasis on? Um, I think that the idea that like, if something's hard, like, yes, like, it should be kind of like, okay, duh. Like, when my daughter's like, I don't, I, this math problem's hard. We're like, and? Like, okay. get normal, like, get used to that. Everything should be hard. Like, if it's not hard, you're not challenging yourself, right? Like, 
the idea of comfort is weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, why does everyone want to, like, is so stressed about feeling comfortable? Um, so we try really hard about that. Like, yeah, it's hard. And what, like, now how, now learn how to ask for help to get to what you need. So that's one. Um, other values, we do try and spend time together. Um, kind of weird to say that out loud because my husband, if anyone knows, like, he works all the time. Not, I mean, he works like a normal person, what I would consider. Like, he's out by 6.30 in the morning after his workout, and he's home usually, like, if he can pick up a kid at, like, 5 or be present for, like, maybe once a week of, like, a kid activity during the week at 5, it's like, holy cow, thanks, babe, for being there, you know. Um, But he loves work, and that is, like, something that, like, makes him feel really, I think, accomplished and great. Um, so I try have, and I've, that's been a shift for me probably like the last like six or so, like since my daughter was born, I think mm-hmm. at the beginning, again, I feel like I allowed like almost a victim mentality before because, and I, again, I don't want to say that's cause I was a teacher, but, um, no one was telling me like, shut up. That's wrong. You're wrong. Like stop letting life happen to you and like create something like make the life that you want. So before, my whole point of saying that is before I'd be like, you're not home from work yet, blah, 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 blah. And now I'm like, no, he loves it. It's like his community. He likes to like help people. He likes to like be in charge of something. Like that's his like zone. So anyway, my point is he's gone a lot. But when he's not, we do try and spend a lot of time together as a family doing things. So that's another value. What else? That's kind of a hard question. Um, obviously, like, normal things, right? Like, being kind to everyone. Um, I'd rather have my kids be kind and help people um, than learn math and, like, academic things, to be quite honest, um, because I think we're going to have, like, Chad B- or Chat PT, whatever the hell that – like chat AI. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Do all that for us anyway one day. So trying to make sure that they always like help people. I would say the last one is like not caring at all about what anyone thinks as long as you are okay with either how you look, how you like how you decided to be, how you feel. Um, and like take away the idea of like, well, I, I mean, I guess I shouldn't like – I don't know. In my head, I was just thinking, who cares how you make someone feel? I guess I don't want, I never think that kids or people should be in charge of other people's emotions. That's more what I'm trying to say. Um, Like, even when I'm talking to my husband, he's like, like, you're making me, and I'm like, pause for a second. I can't make you anything. You you are allowing yourself to feel a certain way based off what I'm doing. I'm happy to work on changing that, but I can't make you anything. You can't make me something. Like, you can't make me feel less than unless I allow you to. You can't make me feel insecure unless I am feeling insecure. Um. So, anyway, like, with my kids, like... um we actually, there's a crazy story. So like two weeks ago, my daughter's very, like I said, shy and she doesn't, um, she doesn't complain a lot about like other kids to me, which I'm like, again, I'm down for Like, don't be a tattletale. 
deal with it first and then I can help after you've talked to like you've tried to work it out but I get an email from the teacher and it was very vague and it said like someone in class today said something very inappropriate and hurtful to your daughter um I talked to her I talked to the boy if you want to talk to her about it but I just wanted to let you know so I'm actually like in the car shouldn't have been looking at my phone but I'm like hey girl what happened at school someone said something to you and she's like I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, I understand you don't want to talk about it, but I just want to hear like what it was that was said to you, just out of curiosity. Um, basically, it was like a very, very mean thing about like her appearance. I'm so happy that like the teacher took care of it and all that. And I was like, in as I'm driving, I'm like trying not to like overreact because I wanted to be like, well, yo, yeah, screw him, like blah blah blah. But I was like, okay. And how did that make you feel? And she's like, um. I don't, she just kind of said, like, I don't know, brushed it off. I'm sure she didn't really know how to, like, vocalize how it made, really made her feel. But I gave her the example of, like, if I looked at you and I said, you have really ugly purple hair, what would you say to me? And she's like, I don't have ugly, I don't have purple hair. I'm like, yeah. So if someone says blah, blah, blah to you, the only way it should af- it would affect you is if you believe it in any way. Otherwise, it should be as simple as I don't have purple hair. Right. Like if this kid is like, oh, you're so fat, which is so like it hurts me to even say just because it's so like what a horrible. But anyway, um, like I'm looking at her. I'm like, if you don't believe it about yourself, it shouldn't affect you. So that's kind of like what I would say of pillar for a long way to answer. (laughs) What is another like what is something that we believe in? Like I have that conversation a lot with Billy of I can't make you feel anything. And we try and tell our kids a lot of like. If you feel okay leaving the house like the, in this condition, like with your hair maybe not like perfectly brushed or whatever, I, that's not me. Like I can take a step back and be like, okay, then your pony's a little crooked today and like doesn't look like you brushed it that well, even though I saw you brush it and I helped you brush it. But like that's on you. Great. I'm proud that you can walk around like that and like not feel insecure that you don't have these like perfect pigtail braids whatever the hell it is anyway yeah. long way to answer that question no, I think I think there was a lot there that is important to reflect at any age it's so important for little children not to get so caught up in what other people are saying mm-hmm. but it's also so important for us right now mm-hmm. I I had a similar conversation with my husband because I'm still in the early stages of balancing myself as a mom and my career and as a wife and all of the things I think I am individually, Mm -hmm. right? And I know I'm insecure about some parenting stuff. Mm -hmm. And there can be times where my husband can say things or make a gesture and it's totally in line with his character. Mm -hmm. I've known him a very long time. Mm -hmm. So it's nothing new. And for me, it can be super triggering. Right. And I'm trying to be better about letting him know that this triggered me not because I necessarily want him to change right just be aware that if I react I'm working on it Mm -hmm. because I'm not there yet Mm -hmm. it's very clearly that some of the things he he's doing trigger me and yes just like you said that's my problem Mm -hmm. but I at least feel comfortable enough to tell my husband I am insecure about this still right now I'm working on it Mm -hmm. it's not going to be forever but I need us to work together to figure out 
how we can build each other up at the same time because I need some help here. Right. But it it's a similar it, it's been arguments because I've done exactly what you were saying mm-hmm. and told him this may something you did made mm-hmm. me feel this way. Mm-hmm. And from a self-reflection point of view, it's been about for me I thought it was about mm-hmm. him knowing that I feel this way. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm always still wanting him to change his behavior to mm-hmm. make my life easier. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that mo- a lot of people can do. Mm-hmm. And it's a hard skill. Mm-hmm. And so for you to put so much emphasis on that for yourself, mm-hmm. for your husband, and for your children at a, at a young age, I mm-hmm. think is really going to be empowering, not just for your daughter, but for your son as well. Mm-hmm. Because setting boundaries for yourself and spending time on self-reflection I think is the greatest gift that you can give mm-hmm, to yourself mm-hmm. um, and it's hard some days and we're not all perfect mm-hmm. there's some days where I feel like I've got it down I'm comfortable say what you want about me mm-hmm. and then there's other days or particular people mm-hmm. that I can be a little bit more triggered by it's hard yeah yeah and I think like sitting with yourself in that moment like why does what they just said affect me mm-hmm. because Um, I was telling you kind of before, like, I don't know how, but that Instagram picture, like, or a video I made, it's Mm -hmm. like some video and somehow it got on, like, it must've got on like the Instagram, like discover page or whatever, because I woke up one day and I had just like tons new followers and just comment after comment, basically like making comments about uh, essentially like the workout I was doing, let's say, um, And what's so sweet, I had one friend like reach out and he was so nice. And he's like, I'm so sorry that these people are saying this. And I'm like, I promise with every like iota of my soul, I don't give a flying F. Like I really don't. Um, And I mean that. Like I just, all these comments, like it really, if anything, it makes me like feel bad for people. Like that you feel on any capacity that you need to say anything about anyone. First of all, you should never talk about people's bodies, I think, unless you're going to say like a positive, like pump up. Why are you even like, who cares? I didn't ask you about my body. Um, Also like to random people on the internet, like saying anything negative is just wild to me. I'm like, oh my God, they're so bored. Like come do my laundry, bro. Like I have so much shit I need help with. Like come do something for me if you're this bored. And then it's like, remembering like anyone doing better than you will never say anything about you never so like anyone saying anything negative about you let's say you get wind of it it should be a oh shit they're not doing good what like you you something's wrong on your end this is about you like again I don't know whatever but it's wild People yeah. are wild. The internet's wild. Oh, it's such an interesting place. <laughs> but the skill is applicable. Like if you're putting yourself out there, yeah. you are you're either going to be prepared or need to be prepared yeah. or going to figure out how that's gonna affect you. Yeah. Um, and this kind of transition to the next thing I want to talk to you about is yeah. prioritizing your individual goals and your individual needs mm-hmm. separate from your role as mother, mm-hmm. separate from your role as business owner, okay. and separate from your role as wife. Yeah. So how do you either on a 
daily basis, Mm -hmm. weekly basis, monthly basis, Mm -hmm. how do you prioritize the things that you need, those things? It's just a non-negotiable. Like it has become, and I've said this now like five times today, that there's, I don't like saying like always, never, but that is one of my always. Um, It has to be every day. It has to. And it is just a non-negotiable. And it is how my husband and I essentially end our days with like, how are we going to make tomorrow? So you have a little section of time and I have a little section of time. Just like you plan a meal. Like, would you ever not eat for the day? No, because you need it. You need it to sustain your life. You need it to have energy. You need it to like grow. You need it to literally stay alive. Like we have made it that for us, even if it's like 30 minute walk, but like it is a, no one needs you during that time. No one's touching you during that time. It is just for you. You get to do whatever you want. And it has to involve some kind of like movement because the movement has become like the critical piece of it. And before we started, we were talking a little bit about this, mm-hmm. about your your kind of new chapter when it mm-hmm. comes to fitness and personal goals. Tell me how that shift happened and what your goals are for yourself right now. Okay. Um, yeah, so I basically never really worked out before. Um, I mean, I would go to like Gold's Gym every once in a while and like, but I would probably watch what I, I don't even know what I would do back then but I'd probably watch it now and be like that's a cute warm-up like let's go like get the real shit out um so what happened was during COVID like I said I was home with both my kids my daughter was three my son was one um I was teaching online my husband never missed a day of work because he was at the time like doing jobs for like the city and the city came in and was like no you can you guys can still show up um so granted he would come home at like six o'clock I would throw dinner on the table for everyone and I'd be like, peace out. I'm like, run, I need to go away. Like, I'm just going to go for a walk. And I remember like running away from my house, like down my street, like tears running down my face. Like I was just like at a point of I, every day I wanted to, I was breakdown central. So what was amazing from it is I learned like you going and getting this time out for yourself, like running like is your therapy like it's your time away it's time for you and then I slowly learned like oh if I run a little longer I get a little more more time to myself oh if I work harder right now I come back and I'm like on this euphoric high for even longer um so it naturally kind of like snowballed into that and then it became like okay I'm gonna do this every day um and like I would say the rest is history like as silly as it sounds um when people are like how do I make it like something I do all the time. I started with like my Apple watch and I would just like sit again. We were home all the time. And I was like looking at the calendar on like the fitness thing or health of your Apple watch on your phone. And I'm like, oh my gosh, when I close all these rings, like that looks pretty cool. And then I was like, what if I did this the rest of the week? And then I was like, what if I did this next week? And then I was like, oh my gosh, how cool would it be to fill up a month? And now I can like sit and scroll for like 10 minutes and see just like, all these rings closed and I am not good I'm I'm not good if you give me an out on things uh so I say that because if you told me like you you, I only need you to work out four days a week I would figure out in the morning how I wasn't going to do it 
if that makes sense. I'd be like, mm, I'm a little tired. I'm a little sore. I don't know. This workout doesn't seem, it's cold, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, no, I'm not going to do it today. I'll do it tomorrow. I know tomorrow is supposed to be my rest day, but I'll just make it. And it would snowball. It would avalanche. So like for me to stop the avalanche needs to be an everyday because I would make negotiations with myself. Um, and I don't even like saying that because that's so on who I am. Like to me, if you say it, you're going to do it. And you better keep that promise to yourself. Like I tell it to my friends and workout friends all the time. Like, nope, sorry, last night when you were feeling all big and tough, you said we were going to do this today. And just because you're a little sore now, we don't get to change the workout. Like you said it, we're doing it. Um, but again, for me, that had to become an every single day. And yeah, not every day is as hard as other days. Um, but it has just become a non-negotiable, just like eating a meal. Like I wouldn't not eat lunch or dinner or whatever that day. Um, and that has been the changer for me. And I really, that's my biggest suggestion when people are like, I just can't stick with it. I'm like, stop giving yourself outs. Because if you know, I have the conversation sometimes like, man, I really don't want to go like in my, I told myself I was going to run a 10K today, but I'm really not feeling running hard for 45 minutes today. Um, and, but then I think to myself, well, do you want to do it right now? Or do you want to do it at nine o'clock at night on the treadmill? Because it has to get done sometime today. So just do it now. And then you just do it. But if I had those conversations of like, it's a maybe, I would not, I would talk myself out of it. And I think a lot of people do. Um, I mean, I, I definitely have been that person for sure. If you don't have those commitments to yourself, then how do you go about your day in an, any kind of productive fashion? That's kind of my mentality is yeah. if I break the commitments to myself, then what's going to prevent me from breaking a commitment to somebody else, mm-hmm. to my job, mm-hmm. to my employees, to mm-hmm. my husband, to my child? So you ha- I feel like I have to keep the commitments to myself that I make ahead of time. Whatever yeah. that looks like for me, mm-hmm. just like whatever it looks like for you or somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I think... I don't know if this is female thing, a mom thing, because I did it before I was a mom as well, but I think I'm I, I do it now, which mm-hmm. is put at times I'm going, can I put my needs second to make this a priority? And the mm-hmm. second I do that, whatever I chose to make a priority, I'm half assing. Mm-hmm. Because I just made I just gave up something for myself mm-hmm. to make something else a priority that yeah. I shouldn't have. Right. Had I just stuck stuck with Mm -hmm. the commitment I made to myself that thing would have worked itself out yeah and so I I know that for sure keeping a schedule keeping a commitment and Mm -hmm. not breaking it even if I feel tired even if I feel like I would rather be doing anything else yeah and it doesn't have to be painful or torturous it's just showing up if you have to pull back a little bit that day to make sure you're there that's one thing for me that's been the balance of I I'm feeling I am feeling tired, sore, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go show up. And mm-hmm. if I need to take care of my body by pulling back on one yeah. or two things, then that's how I do it. And I feel a thousand percent better. I show yes. up for my husband yes. better. I show yeah. up for my child better. I show up for life a little bit better yeah. because I put myself at the top of the list. Right. And like, I, I mean, I know I'm quote unquote like extreme, but like how you feel about it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. like no one asked you how you feel and that's I think going back to like when you say 
what are some of your family values? I say that to everyone all the time in my mm-hmm. house. Like they, everyone hates me for sure in the house. But I'm like, I didn't ask how you feel about getting dressed right now. I just said, get dressed. Like I didn't ask, are you feeling like going and doing this? Because when you said we were going to do this, we go and do it, right? Like taking, I think society now cares more about how people feel versus facts of things. And like, okay, yes, of course, again, we're not going to say everything or be like definite and something like that. But most things, it doesn't really, like we don't every day wake up and think about work and be like, "Mm, I don't feel like going to work today. Like, okay, feel it and then you move on. Why can't that be the same with something? And like with working out, give yourself 10 minutes of movement and usually you've already like increased your energy and you're like, okay, I'm ready now. Let's go. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I could go on about that stuff for a long time. I think that's a mental hurdle that people are missing out on that you could do every single day. Like any time, like you go to F45 Mm -hmm. right here, how many times during your workout are you like in your head, it goes through your mind. I can't do this. I can't do this. And then one second later, guess what? You're doing it. Like that little tiny that over and over and over, your mind becomes so like you're invincible. I can do fucking anything. I've been here so many times before where I thought I couldn't do this. And guess what? I fucking did it. And not only for one more minute, I did it for like 20 more minutes. Like I've hit that point where I thought I couldn't take another step and I took 10. Like that translates into so many other places of your life that I just wish I could shake people. I wish I could shake me three years ago and every year before and be like, you will naturally become a stronger person. And I don't mean muscle stronger. Like that's just a wonderful side effect. Cool. No one cares what you look like. Like get over it. No one cares. But the mental side, like when people are like, oh my gosh, you're, do you lift? Like, are you strong? And like, you have no idea because, but it's not my body that's strong. Like I have become like, I'm proud of where I am of like in a mental place because I feel like there's like an invisible force field of like yellow glowing light around me. Like people don't come in unless I allow it. And I'm like proud to be at that point because I wasn't before. <laughs> I I mean, that's huge. I, I think it's funny that you said, you know, even going back to something you could say to yourself three years ago. I think back because... I played sports growing up, mm-hmm. played sports in high school, all through college. I was an athlete, but I was not an athlete. Yeah, I played a sport, and okay. I think those things yeah. are very different. If I go back to look at high school when we were doing um, preseason drills, like all the workouts to get ready for the season, mm-hmm. I half-assed it. I made excuses mm-hmm. because I was not mentally strong enough to do hard shit back yeah. then, right? In college, I got better. I got smarter. I got a little wiser. I worked a little harder, and it paid off in the end. Mm-hmm. Not just individually, but my team and where we were able to go by the time I was a senior. Yeah. Something that I know I worked hard to contribute to. But cut to now, and I'm talking now last 18 months since yeah. my daughter was born. Because mm-hmm. I worked out. I was in good shape. I yeah. was healthy. I had personal trainers. I would go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I have a Peloton. All the things. Yeah. But there is something substantially different about actually forcing yourself to do things you didn't want to do, mm-hmm. not that you weren't capable of, but didn't want to do. Um, and I've been with F45 for 
about uh, my daughter was about six months when I really started working out hard. Okay. Um, and I would go one day a week because that's what my schedule mm-hmm. allowed. Because I made the choice mm-hmm. that one day a week was all my schedule al- yeah. al- allowed. Uh-huh. So I want to be clear about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But like it worked that. for me uh-huh. to get started, and it wasn't until July when Campbell F forty five opened, yeah. and now I do lunch hour two days a week when I'm in Campbell. Mm-hmm. That. I had a significant shift. Mm-hmm. So I am in better shape now than I ever was playing college ball. Yeah. Where I can actually look at myself and say, I push myself yeah. regardless of who's watching me. Mm-hmm. Yes, when we're at 45, there's a bunch yeah. of people in there. But I don't do it for anybody else. Yeah. Um, but even little moments you were talking about, you know, can you give more? You can give one more minute, 20 mm-hmm. more minutes. I think something unique about some of the coaches at F45, I know we're at diff- all different locations, yeah. but I think it takes a very particular type of person yeah. that will say, that won't even ask. They'll come up and they add weight to my bar. Yeah. And I'm I'm looking at them like, oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And you realize after the set's over, you just did that. Mm-hmm. And for females, it was, I think, ingrained as me as a female. Mm-hmm. So not everybody, yeah. but for me, it was looking strong. Mm-hmm was a scary thing totally now, i still think now people think that it's crazy to me and yeah. now i'm i'm not trying to look a certain mm-hmm. way as much as i am getting high on feeling yes. a certain way yeah because i feel stronger than i ever have but i also have so much more fun working out and mm-hmm. i am the person like i have a four-day workout schedule yeah that works for me yeah that is my commitment to myself. I'm happy with it. Yeah. And you can do that without avalanching. Exactly. I avalanche. So Correct. Tell, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But like that's what I realized is yeah. I keep to my schedule. My Tuesday, mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, Sunday. That works for me. Yeah. And I'm, I don't make excuses for missing. Nope. It's Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah. I, nothing on my lunch hour. Mm-hmm. No, it's Friday morning. I'm going. Yeah. It's Sunday. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm taking off. Yeah. Um, and that what right now what I'm realizing is I don't feel guilty mm-hmm. on the days I take rest mm-hmm. and I don't feel guilty when I'm away from my daughter because I'm I'm spending time on me yeah. because it makes me feel stronger mm-hmm. I hope that she can look at me in those moments and be like my mother is strong mm-hmm. she is also fun mm-hmm. she's present she's smart not just my mom just shows up for me mm-hmm. because I think when for, for me, especially working full-time, having a business, I didn't want her to think that I chose anything over spending time with her. Mm-hmm. I want her to look and and see that I did these things. So when I spend time with her, I am 100% present. Well, and teaching them that if there is something that brings you joy, that is like obviously going to keep you healthy and happy, right? Mm-hmm. We're not like go do drugs, right? Right. But you do it as a non-negotiable and don't feel any way because mm-hmm. you what you choose to do as a human, like don't worry about someone feeling neglected. That's them allowing themselves to feel neglected, right? Yeah. Like the idea, like someone said the other day to my girlfriend and I, like, you guys are so intimidating. Like this was, this is just so intimidating. You guys were intimidating. We're like, oh, I'm so sorry to have to do this. Like within five seconds of meeting you, but you're intimidated. We're not intimidating. You girl, like don't, <laughs> you're intimate. You are feeling that way. We didn't do anything. No one's done anything. Again, like the victim idea of like, 
allowing things to happen to you instead of like creating it. But um, so, yeah, I think that's amazing that your daughter's seeing you unapologetically do something that makes you a better person. And like for some people, that's like painting cats on a teacup. Cool. Whatever floats your boat. Honestly, who cares? Like whatever it is, petting goats. Great. Like make that time for yourself. But like putting some label on it, um, wondering like what's what's everyone going to think about when they find out that this is what I'm doing? Like who cares? Right. That I don't know. No, I think I think it's an important conversation. It's. It's there's so much content out in the world right now that shames moms for their choices outside of the home, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, I I never wanted kids. So okay. when my husband and I met, we had a conversation early on. I was like, hey, I don't want kids. Okay. Like this is not in the cards for me. Okay. Never has been since I was like 16. I was like, okay. that's never going to be me. And we agreed that was our life. We were planning a life, just the two of us, for a very long time. Okay. For me, I went through a period where I got a little bit older. Mm-hmm. I lost my mother-in-law, which really had a significant impact on how I felt about family. Okay. I didn't think of having a kid as filling a hole. That wasn't it. But mm-hmm. I almost instantly after losing her, because we were, I was very close to my mother-in-law. Um, she was very close to my family, mm-hmm. my parents. It was... And it was not an easy process. And I started having these kind of internal narratives, which is I'm feeling a a natural pull now that I never felt before. And so we had, my husband and I had like a six-month-long conversation. Like, hey, I think I've been thinking about this. I don't know if I've changed Mm -hmm. my mind. And obviously it was a shock to him. But we processed. We started Mm -hmm. talking about what it would be like and all of these things. And ultimately, I think it was like about a month after my mother-in-law passed away, I looked at my husband one day and I just said, I want to have a child. Like, yeah. I, this is it. And I think we were pregnant two months later. Mm. So yeah. so I didn't have that early on, like, I have to be a mother mentality. Mm-hmm. I spent most of my life planning this, you know, focusing on career. Mm-hmm. What does my life look mm-hmm. like with just my husband? And so I was surprised. And, and maybe this is a way to demonstrate that I think I set myself up for success to be a working mother Mm -hmm. is there was no life I ever envisioned once we decided to have a child where I wouldn't be working or going back to work pretty quickly Mm -hmm. because this is what I've worked my entire life to do. I'm just supposed to shift that. Mm -hmm. And so coming back into that mom mentality is I'm not going to feel guilty about going to work. Mm -hmm. I cannot feel guilty about doing something for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, we are lucky to have full-time live-in care, somebody that my child adores mm-hmm. and learns differently from. Yeah. So I think that's amazing that you yeah. can say that. It's, I don't know that I would have been able to say it about a year ago out okay. loud. Okay. I might have thought it. Mm-hmm because I made that promise to myself Mm -hmm. to get rid of that mom guilt mentality Mm -hmm. because I think it's stupid. Yeah. I think men don't get it. They never have. Um, I think that it's for me, Mm -hmm. work was the thing that I needed Mm -hmm. to be the best version of myself, pulling myself away from my family. Mm -hmm. So now that you have this business of your own Mm -hmm. and these goals, Mm -hmm. personal goals of your own, 
when you're spending time with your family, this is kind of what we were just talking about. And when you're spending time with your family, do those other things pull you out of those moments? Um, I should probably be better about not allowing it to. But sometimes, yeah, like sometimes I'm like want to look at that or think about like um, – when I should I mean I don't know I was just about to say I should like be sitting on the floor and playing with my kids but I I also want to stop myself by saying that and being like but should I like who is to say that like maybe my husband and I sitting and talking about like hey what's this weekend gonna look like do you want to go on a trail run with me like should we go Mm -hmm. get a babysitter so we can go on a trail run like maybe that's what we quote unquote should do because my kids should hear me making a priority to spend time with my husband right so I guess I don't know that's I just had this whole internal question to myself well I (laughs) Um, think it's it's hard but I I get what you're saying like if you if you check one box for yourself of something that you want to do it allows you to be more physically present and emotionally present um when you are in whatever next activity it is and it's hard it's hard to make that schedule a priority and um I just think kids are fine yeah that doesn't mean you get to phone in being a parent that's not the distinction but kids you know so many um parents I work, I mean, I'm a divorce attorney and mediator, so I see this when they're talking about where the child should spend more time or the primary parent or, um, you know, whatever it is that the parents in this process choose to define themselves Mm -hmm. as, um, you know, they're like, I always made a priority. I went to all the games. I was there. I was packing lunches. And I'm like, that's really impressive. That takes a lot of work. (laughs) But I don't know for me Mm -hmm. if that translates into being the best parent that oh my I gosh. can be. No, I, I can actually speak to this. I, and it's so irrational and psychotic to like say, but I say it because I'm so proud that I'm like so on the opposite side of that. I actually believed when I had my daughter that like she was going to die if I wasn't like her primary, like if I wasn't there. Like I remember like we would have like events um planned like go to the city for someone's birthday and if I felt like something was off like right before I would be like sorry babe you go I'm staying like she something's wrong like what the hell that's so like and I can say that's crazy now because I'm on the other side of it but you could not have convinced me at that time Mm -hmm. so like I try and approach like when I do talk to moms or friends or whatever I try to approach it like I'm going to say stuff to you, but you're going to he- not hear it until you're ready to hear it. So this might be three years from now when you hear me um, and I'm going to say it and it could offend you, but I'm going to be okay with knowing that like what I'm saying to you isn't offensive. You're ch- like, you're taking it that way because it's stinging because I had a friend tell me that too. She didn't have kids. She still actually doesn't have kids. Um, she's very, she's always been into physical fitness. She's been a trainer. She's amazing and she's great. She'll tell you how it is. And I remember being on the phone with her one day and we were talking about working out. And again, I wasn't working out. And she said something along the lines of like, no, I think I probably gave some BS. Like, I just don't have time. And she's like, no, Kendall, you have time. You're just choosing not to make it. And I was mad at the time. Like I, again, victim mentality, like I would never be mad at that now. I'd be like, damn, girl, you're right. Like, or whatever it is. But at the time, I chose to allow myself to like be offended by that. Um, 
She doesn't get it. And it, you just go in this whole thing, right? She doesn't get it. She doesn't have a kid. She, she doesn't know what it's like. But she was right. Um, again, I didn't hear her until like now, mm-hmm. right? And then I look back, I'm like, she was right. I yeah. just wasn't ready to hear it. Um, but I, again, being a martyr for my kid, did nothing for her. And I wasn't that way for my son. And I think that he approaches things different. And I don't know if it's just because he's like second child. He's watched her. He feels a little more comfortable like running onto the soccer field and running into class. But like they couldn't be more um, different in like how they approach certain things with me. Like he doesn't care if I'm there or not. She is like, I need you to come stand at at, at, come to this play date and stand in the corner and just watch me. I'm like, no weirdo. I'm well, I need to go. Like I should to do go play with your friends. She's like, I just need to know that you're here. And then in my head, I'm like, I did this to her. I was the one that was living the life convincing everyone that I did have to be there. Mm -hmm. Like wild. And again, I just wish that I hope that like anyone could hear that and be like, okay, so it is going to actually be okay. Yeah. And again, parents that make that choice, that works for them. And that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like whatever works for you. I think the other thing, the other side of this is not just general mom guilt. It's the mom shame and Mm -hmm. the choices that people make. Yeah. For me, that doesn't resonate. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's just for me. Mm -hmm. For me, I had, I, my parents showed up Mm -hmm. to a lot. I don't remember them missing that much, Mm -hmm. but I also don't remember being mad when they missed. Like, I I don't remember being like, oh my God, my parents aren't here. Nobody's watching me play this game or nobody came. I don't remember that. Mm -hmm. You realize that good or bad, Mm -hmm. your parents' decisions will impact you because we're never going to be the perfect parent that our children needs. Just like we're never going to be the perfect partner. We're never going to be the perfect boss, friend. We just, we're never going to measure up to the standards that other people set for us. You'll never be perfect. Yeah. In anything. Sorry, I hate to break it to everyone who's like... Striving for that. Yeah. Hate to break it to you. There will always be something more. Um, one thing I was thinking about, like, with career change, um, I was talking to my girlfriend about this who was teaching before, and she also had a side hustle, and she's like, I just don't know, like, what do when do I make the plunge? Or anyone who's, like, kind of talking about that. Um, and I always say to them, like, what do you do in your – like, what do you find yourself doing – where time is like passing by and not I'm not talking about like scrolling on Instagram right like that's something where we're like oh my gosh an hour just passed what the heck um but what are you finding yourself like researching doing with your spare time where you're like wow time passed but like magically like that was amazing like maybe you need to listen to that like a little bit in you and like slowly start with a side hustle with that and then like see how it goes and then like are you ready to make the leap? Like, go for it. Try it. Um, yeah. So don't be scared to try something else and your kids are going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I promise. So what are your goals for yourself 2024? 2024 is to be the man in the arena. Um, I've been research or like looking at that famous speech. If you have not read it, it's worth a read. It's not very long. The idea of like put yourself out there and that like kind of where it should end like put yourself out there and you should never question or look down on yourself of your performance because at least you were out there in the arena you should never care about what someone else out like watching you has to say because 
F them. They're not in the arena with you. They didn't put themselves on the line. And, like, just put yourself in more uncomfortable situations. Um, That's kind of my goal in 2024. Like, do more things that let you sit in that, like, uncomfortable feeling and, like, show yourself. Like we said, like, little notches on your belt every time you do something like that. Like, choose hard so that the rest of your day, like, is cake, right? Like, whatever conversation, like, coming in today, my friend was like, are you so nervous? I'm like, why? Like, I just feel that anything that happens in my day, I know I can tackle because I've already chosen to do something this morning that was so much harder than any conversation or any situation. Not any. I shouldn't say that. Like, catastrophic, obviously, whatever. But I know I can work through any situation, Mm -hmm. and that's just because every single day, I have like unconsciously shown myself that. So 2024, show up for more weird things, do things, uh, try and see if we can make the world better in some kind of way. Awesome. Well, I love that. I love that for you. I love that for me. Uh, I really (laughs) appreciate you showing up today and chatting with me and sharing. I think um, I had a lot of fun. I hope you did. I did. I'm very honored that you asked.